it is important for you to know the assets that you have. Yeah. To be able to use them productively to benefit your business. Yeah. That's all it is, right? You go into a place and I become numb when they're like, we're too busy. The technicians are shutting off work. They're, I'm telling you, we're 159% efficient. Look at our effective life. Look at this. Look at that. You know what I'm saying? I used to be like, wow, that's amazing. You don't need any help. And then I look over at you and I'm like, gee, man, he's like, you're at 67% efficiency. What? That's impossible. I'm like, well, let me tell you, your three techs out of the 20, <laughs> they're like drowning. But I got guys sitting. Look, let's walk through the shop. We had to do this. Let's walk through the shop. One guy sitting down there. One other guy sitting down over there. I mean, when they're not working, yeah. you're not making money. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. All right, all right. Welcome back to Hard Shop Life. This is your coach, Coach Jay and the... G-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I was going high energy today. I like it. High energy today. I like man. it. High energy. Yeah, because most of the time it's like the G-Man. I'm like, okay. Can we talk about nicknames for just one second? That's not our topic for today. Sure. Our topic for today is... Dispatch. We're going to talk about dispatch, which is kind of a dry subject. Yeah, people are going to be like, oh. But I think there's some interesting things happening in the in the market today that you know, Coach Jay and I were talking about that we wanted to bring to you guys and have a, have kind of an open conversation about. We welcome any any comments or feedback. Um, but uh, I do want to, before this, I want to address nicknames. Okay. Because I keep getting questions about my nickname. The G-Man. The G-Man, yeah. Oh, I like this. Which seems a little pompous. Why? I don't know. That's the feedback I'm getting. I'm like, oh, well, you're the G-Man. And, uh, which I thought, yeah, which I think is kind of funny. That's cool. And, um, so the well, first- at least you're not the cholesterol guy. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. In your previous life, you were the cholesterol guy. So I'm going to answer a couple questions if there's any if there's any burning questions in your head about my nickname, which I know that there is because uh, people have been asking me on the street lately. So no, I did not make it up on my own. That's not- that, Yeah, you didn't make I didn't your give man. myself the nickname. Yeah. You didn't give yourself Coach J. People no. just started calling you that, yeah. right? And it's the same thing with the G-Man. Every if I've been called G-Man for probably 20 years, maybe more. Um, and so it's just kind of stuck. Yeah. And some and sometimes it's just hey G-Man or sometimes it's the G-Man. I think it's cuz the name Gary is not a very good name. It's not a strong name, you know, and Really? It was very unpopular for a while there and huh. it's making a comeback right now. Oh, that's it. But um uh, but so then it's you know they, it, people want to call me something more exciting to say you know G man like yeah. Jair is a whole different thing That's still, you don't really need it no. so the first is no no I didn't make it up on my own somebody okay. gave it to me um, it was actually given to me by one of my mentors you know just casually he would just call it to me every time he saw me cool um, and then other people picked up on it and it just stayed and then it got morphed into G dog mm. which I like much less oh okay so okay. I don't so I don't call you G dog I didn't keep the G dog yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Um, it really that really sounds more like I'm a hip hop artist. Yeah, that's, that's for not sure. the idea. So I just stuck with uh, with the G Man, and and that's kind of where it's at. So that's 
that's it. So I didn't make it up on my own. It is simply just the first initial of my name and man after it. That's it. It's not because I'm a G, you know, you know, the G with the come gold on, chains and the Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think we need to we need to come up with some kind of story. Like <laughs> you jump to Vegas for a weekend and something. It has happened. no significance. It just come on. Bro. Like what was a G man back in the fifties was a federal agent. I'm not a federal agent. I've never been a federal so if you call me a G man, that's not, you know, that's not it either. So so that's it on my nickname. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to dispel the myths that are going around. If you Hey, nobody's calling you US Postal Service, man. <laughs> I mean, I think you're okay with the G, man. I think I'm all right, yeah. (laughs) All right, I just thought it was funny when somebody said, did you make that up on your own? And I was like, "Ah, yeah, I'm an egomaniac. Anybody who knows me knows I'm an egomaniac. And yes, I did make it up on my own. Oh, man. At any rate. Well, a little something light as we go into a really dry topic. Well, man. We're coming out of that. We're going to pour whiskey and we're going to talk about this. Well, we have to. I mean, come on, man. It's been a long time. Like, listen, to our audience members, know or don't know or care or don't care, G-Man and I literally just got over COVID. Yeah. And it hit us hard. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's it's like, holy cow. <clears throat> um, it's real. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Some people call it the flu. Some people call it death. Whatever it is, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good to see you on the other side, bro. I think it's I think it's good, but it's something very serious. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was sicker than hell, and uh, I remember when I got tested positive because you you test you started feeling bad first, got tested first. Hey, yep, it's my fault. And I, we were together, and so then I got tested, and uh, and when it tested positive, I thought it was a false positive because I wasn't. I would felt fine, mm-hmm. and then forty eight hours later, I was you know flat on my back and. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. It's a pretty rough thing. So yeah, so we're on the flip side of that now, and it's been three and a half weeks, I think now, mm-hmm. something like that, coming up on four weeks. So starting to feel normal, still not a hundred percent normal. Like I'm drinking bourbon, and I can kind of taste it, but not really, Man. which is a weird fucking thing. That's weird. <laughs> oh, we have to bleep that out. Yeah. Bleep. So yeah, um, hopefully you go back and hit yeah, the bleep on no, there, buddy. No worries. All right, so let's talk about dispatch. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of people talking about dispatch and that doesn't exist anymore and the DMSs are electronic and you should go do lateral support and that's the way to really do it with teams or you know, there's all these theories. Mm-hmm. And and theories, yeah, I mean they they you can you know, you can act upon a theory. I mean, it could be a a way of doing it, right? But as of late, I see I, I and I think this is where this is your sweet spot, G man, because I love the way that you put it into perspective. That the way productivity works because of the workforce doesn't allow your typical lateral support to yeah. be to be supported anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're going to a lot of stores and we see these weird. Things you know before there used to be this model: three technicians to one advisor, three mm-hmm. technicians to one advisor. But as of late, it's there's no three technicians; it's two technicians mm-hmm. per advisor. It's you know a system that has separation. It, it just it, there's so many variables. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Especially when you're now more than ever before, G man, we're working with bigger stores that have bigger volume, right? And that volume really can't sustain the model that we. Well, that was instilled in us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I always tell the story when I started in, in this business and I, I came out of school, tech school, and I went to work for a BMW dealer in Northern California. 
And uh, I remember getting hired on and being surprised because they didn't have an apprentice in the shop. And there were 12 techs, and every one of those techs was a BMW master technician. And I was the only one. So it went from master to zero experience, right? Just getting out of tech school. And so that was the environment we walked into. So if you want, if you need a few team leaders out of a group of 12 master techs, you're going to be able to find them, right? The problem comes nowadays is that the labor pool is so shallow that we just don't have the same level of talent to draw from. And what you end up, what ends up happening is you, you kind of over assign guys, you're giving them stuff that they're not, they're not necessarily trained or prepared to do. And it ends up caving in on itself and we're watching and, and not that lateral support doesn't work. It works fine. And I think in, in, you know, in previous scenarios where the talent was a little bit, I mean, I used lateral, I ran lateral support for 20 years. I dismantled dispatch and put lateral support in not as, as early as five years ago, right? I mean, it's five or six years ago. It's just like, it's changing now. The, it, it's evolving faster than ever before. The technician shortage is a real thing. And uh, we have to do some different things now. Now we have to think creatively about production, right? And unfortunately, dispatch coming back is a reality, that situation to control that production flow. Number one, we don't have enough talent to build. Let's say you got 30 techs, right? So what do you need? You need 10 team leaders to run a team that size. You're not going to find 10 typically in the typical service department that we've, we're have we associated with right now. Um, so then you go to super teams, right? So now you've got six guys, maybe seven guys on a team with a team leader. You still need five guys to run a team that size. And that's getting more difficult. And that's a hard job to be able to dispatch to a team that large. And what ends up happening is your production gets out of whack. And it, and what we're finding is just, it's just not, it's not working right now. It's not sustainable. Yeah. It's really not. And, and one of the things that we struggled with is is looking at this whole team leader, you know, dynamic is, uh, let's be brutally honest, a lot of the younger techs were giving up because those who were team leads were of the old mentality of like, figure it out yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're only paying me $2 for every hour you turn. Figure it out. Yeah. You know? And you talk to those team leaders and they're like, look, I didn't sign up for this. You guys wanted this program of lateral support. You guys came in here doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody told me that I had to become some mentor teacher. Like these kids need to learn the way that they need to learn. And that's it. Yeah. Right. But on the other hand, you've had people who've embraced it. I think this is good. I think this is great for our industry. I love this industry. I love I love what I do. I know it's a little bit hard. You know, my hands hurt. My arthritis is kicking in. Um, you know, but I have all the knowledge to know how to get through this stuff. And if I can have some extra pair of hands helping me out, I'm going to use that guy and show him what I know Yeah, and use my brain. I prefer to do that. And so you take those individuals, you go like, this is the right guy. And so you would say, I'm going to make you a team leader, but you can only do like, it depends, right? It depends on the scenario and the situation. You can only do so much. And so what we've looked at it is let's use those individuals because it's, a low, a small amount of them, right? And let to engage with them and say, "Look, you have the future in your hand, mm-hmm. right? Are you able, willing to share what you have in your brain between your years to educate these guys, right?" And it goes back to another podcast we talked about, bro, about paying these guys. How about technicians and salary? Yeah, salary and technicians, right? 
because they're, they're into that. Like, hey, if I'm not going to be able to make the hours because I've slowly, you know, digressed, mm-hmm. these cars have gotten harder. I can't do this or whatever. Maybe this is a good way of doing it. And just think about it. Why have a technician? Because I hear we hear it all the time. Well, I think I'm going to go send them to the step program or the the uh, the advanced like super fast program at UTI, and he could be there for six weeks or ten weeks or whatever. You're going to get a producer out of your shop, mm-hmm. right? To go s- learn from a stranger, and which is going to be an expense because you're going to pay for it, right? right? Instead of having somebody in the shop who can be producing hands on there. And create your own farming system, your own UTI or Wyotech or whatever it is in your shop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have the tools there. You have the ability there. You have the time there. Do what it is. Invest in the people by hands-on trade training there. Yeah, for sure. I in, I think, you know, and so that, that really brings up why this topic is coming up is because like every shop is different. You got a different level of talent. You got guys doing different jobs. We're we're big advocates right now of what you're talking about of you know taking a, a, a master tech, getting them off the flat rate wheel, getting him in front of some younger techs because that's what we've got right now that just don't basically know anything, and getting those guys to train and help manage that production right. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, they're not. They're just making sure these guys get the cars fixed. They can't be in charge of the production flow too, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're in charge of the other side of production, not not the top of the funnel, not the jobs that come in. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to have a solution for that that makes sense, that takes into account what we've got going on. We've got young guys. We've got loop techs. We've got C techs. We've got a few A techs. We've got a guy that's an A tech trained in three, you know, C and D techs, and it's like. We, you know, there's a lot of different things going on in these in these modern shops right now that that some of these older systems aren't working for. Mm-hmm. So we, I had a, um, we were doing a, a shop not that long ago where they didn't have any dispatch system at all. Really, the advisors were dispatching, right? And so the advisor would literally take all his repair orders and walk through the shop, waving them, going, "Who needs a job? I've got jobs." <laughs> Like basically, like the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. You know? yeah. He's brokering. Yeah. But he doesn't have any way of getting his work done. There's no logical flow. And he's just going to, oh, I'll give you this good one and then this one. And so what's the, what, what comes in first? Mm-hmm. Right. What gets done? How do we, how do we maximize the, the guy's time in the shop and, and minimize the downtime? We don't do it by, you know, by having just jobs all over the place. So we we come into we came into that shop. We said, okay, well they need lateral support, right? Mm-hmm. So set up lateral support, and uh, and it and it failed because it was just too much. There was too. It was a very very busy shop. They didn't have enough people. The techs that were doing the dispatch or the lateral support quickly got overwhelmed. It, it, the production was starting to go down. The whole thing just started to cave in on itself. So G man, somebody's gonna listen to this episode, and they're gonna say, well, G man, obviously you guys did it wrong. Mm-hmm. You hey, did, you did it wrong. I've been deleting lateral support. I've been talking about <laughs> lateral support for 20 years. You did it wrong. That's what they're going to say. Absolutely, we did it wrong. We didn't have the right people. <laughs> <laughs> like, open your eyes, man. Like, the, the, the reality but is what here. What do? Yeah. Like, like, you know, your thing doesn't work, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we pulled back everything. We pulled it all back. Yeah. And created a constraint and then created a dispatcher 
to try to manage the production flow. What mm -hmm. do we have? What can we get done? Mm -hmm. What jobs are coming through? Who can do what? We mm -hmm. didn't even know who could really do. They had so, a, they had so, a mistaken view of who could do what job. They had no no idea. So, G man, that is the biggest problem of all. Oh yeah, think who, about it. Who can do what? Who can do what? Yeah. Who can do what? Yeah. And the manager's like. I don't know. I really don't know. And then they're afraid to test. Yeah. Bro, how many? So so we're in this shop and they literally think, no, no, there's really only three techs here. I'm like, you have 17 techs. You only have three you can count on? Yeah. How does that work? Why even have the other bodies exactly. there? Exactly. But then it's like, well, test, just give it to him. Like, how do you know what he even can do? Like, try it. Right? Yeah. That one tech. No, he's just a quick loop tech. He's just a quick loop tech. He's just a quick. That's all he can do. I'm like, he can't drain a transmission pan? Like, you can't. How about a, a front diff? Oh, no, no. He can't do that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, can can you, do you think you can drain oil out of a transmission? Well, yeah. We're, you know, of course I can. Are you sure? Because I've been told that all you can do is an oil change, you know, and rotate tires. He's like, no, I've just never been given the opportunity. That was another thing that we found out and opened our eyes about is that. There was a huge disconnect of even these guys having an opportunity to do it. Right. Well, the and they were scared. Yeah. Well, they were scared, and um, the master techs were holding them back. Right. Because they didn't want to share the work. Right. And which I understand. I mean, they're they're protecting themselves. But he, we have a shop that's booked out three weeks. There's work. It's not like there's not going to be enough work. You know. Um, yeah. It's just it's interesting, and so 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 going back and creating the constraint might seem like it's going backwards and, and in fact it is and it's not a long-term strategy but here's what i would tell you if you're out there and you've got a shop and you've got lateral support or you're doing uh, advisor dispatch or or you have a dispatcher or you're using digital dispatch whatever they if it's not the key is if it's not working you've got to do something else Right. And that's the key. And I find these guys just so locked into, no, 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 this is what I got to do. I mean, we, we had the other store, the the big, um, I don't know, I don't want to really name them, but we had the big store up north that um, that was locked into lateral support, even though it was clear it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Like you looked at all the math pointed to their, they were not getting the production they needed out of that shop. And we needed to figure out why. And, and when we went and pulled it back and started talking to people, they just, it was really just kind of like, it see, it was lateral, it was lateral support on paper, but it wasn't really working that way. So, so we went to the big, we went to the two, so we did a combination of digital dispatch with like two kind of, let's say we're, we had like team A and team B overseeing half the mm -hmm. shop because the shop's a huge shop. Mm -hmm. um, and then we broke off the quick loop center on its own and set them up so they can do more so they can produce more because they could do more work than what they were doing but the jobs weren't making it out there so th so th that's the thing if you sit back and you can you, you can look at it objectively and you don't have somebody who's not in your drive who doesn't who's not looking at what's happening i think that's one of the things i think is really powerful about what we do is that we're there with them like we're yeah, it's in theory. their service yeah, it's, drive. It's not a manual. It's not right. theory. It's not online, you know. And so I can draw lateral, yeah, yeah. lateral support on this whiteboard. We right. can look at it all day long and marvel about how great it would work. But when you go to try to install it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like you got at some yeah. point call, you got to throw up the white flag and do something else. So, so that's bro. Oh, man, this is a whole different other episode. Because I think that's my biggest frustration. It's like people don't understand that 
guys, we're boutique Like, we're, we are boutique mm-hmm. Like, they're like, give me the manual. Give me the book. What's the book? Give me the manual. Give me the book. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so to us, it's like, okay, well, player one should be this guy. Player two should be that guy. And player three should be this other guy. Right? Mm-hmm. You say that. And every time we give them the manual or the book, they go, well, what happens when I don't have a player two? And, I, and, and I've gotten to the point, G-Man, that I'm like, you know what? You just bought the package, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, this is why it's important. Like, it, it is important for you to know the assets that you have. Yeah. To be able to use them productively to benefit your business. Yeah. That's all it is, right? Because, I, I mean, my favorite, it's it's something that you're a genius at, G-Man. I, I you know, you always, I, I'm always thankful and i'm always very i'm not i've gotten to the point where i just expect it now i'm just i'm i'm spoiled right mm-hmm. you go into a place and i become numb when they're like we're too busy the technicians are shutting off work they're, i'm telling you we're 159 percent efficient look at our effective life look at this look at that you know what i'm saying and then i'm like i'm like wow i used to be like wow that's amazing you don't need any help and then i look over at you and i'm like gee man he's like you're at 67% efficiency. What? That's impossible. I'm like, well, let me tell you. Your three techs out of the 20 <laughs> are, they're like drowning. But I got guys sitting. Look, let's walk through the shop. We had to do this. Let's walk through the shop. One guy sitting down there. One other guy sitting down over there. I mean, when they're not working, yeah. you're not making money. So we. So you're talking about a real life example. Yeah, of when course he I thought am. he was 120%. Yeah. <laughs> And turns out he wasn't, and we uncovered it, and we made him a hundred thousand dollars a month. More, more without more text. Without more text. Guess what? Guess what? Hundred grand. I, I need more text. I yeah. need more text. I need more text. And I'm like, gee, man, I'm we, pretty we've proud. been we've been here before, bro. <laughs> we've been like, I need more traffic. I need more traffic. Yeah. I'm like, you don't need more traffic. Uh, I'm actually I'm pretty proud of us for that. One. That was a good one. <laughs> but the. Uh, um, yeah, and so here's another trend that's happening right now in our industry that didn't really exist until recently, and that is two different time clocks. And not everybody's doing this, but I'm, I'm finding this more and more and more common where like before you had CDK or you had Reynolds. And so I was a technician, right? You come in, you get to your terminal, your keyboard, and you'd make your punch in basically mm-hmm. and make yourself available. And, oh, yeah. and a clock starts running. And yeah. that clock is what I, I would call like boots on the ground. You're there, you're ready to work. You're not doing anything, but you're ready to work. And then you get a job, right? a job comes up, right? In your dispatch and you say, okay, great. I'm going to punch onto that job. You punch onto that job, a second clock starts running and that's the amount of time you're clocked onto that repair order, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a third clock, which is the flat rate time that you get from that repair order, right? So there's oh, I three- thought I thought you were going to talk about lunch. There's <laughs> So there's three different times. So those things all run. And so we we used to measure things in terms of productivity and efficiency, like productivity, how much time are you spent boots on the ground but punched onto a job, right? The difference between those two clocks. And then efficiency is difference between punched on the job and, and flag time, flat rate time, right? And so you know your productivity could be low, which means you're not working all the time. Your efficiency be, could be high, but your productivity is low, which means you're not spending eight hours of your day that you're there punched onto a job. And that's, and so yeah, well, yay, high efficiency, high five. No, he's he's not really productive, right? 
So what's happening in the industry today is we have two separate timekeeping systems. We have the one timekeeping system oh, you yeah. punch into, yeah. right? And then you have the, you know, you have Reynolds or CDK or right. Arcona or Dealer Track or whatever. And so, and so what's happened is the Dealer Track and the and the CDK and the Reynolds is less important because the boots on the ground time is now being judged over here. Mm-hmm. Especially in California, because they're getting paid for every hour that they're there. So that one becomes the master. So punches are horrible. So while a punch on a job might be good, you you have a hell of a time measuring true productivity because they're not really paying attention to it. So you're so efficiency is being lost because you can't really run a report now to show you efficiency anymore because of the way the time clocks are. And so guys are getting lulled into a false sense of security. And meanwhile, we go in and then we're uncovering hidden productivity because we're going through and then doing the math a little bit different. And not only that, you can walk around and see guys sitting down, not working. You know, it's a strong sign that something's wrong. But so that's, that's my favorite part. So let me let me finish my thought real quick. And I know this is long-winded, but no, there's, a, there's a good end to this. Here's the thing. Here's how, to drink more. here's how you uncover it is labor sale, right? So if your efficiency is high, but your labor sale is lower, lower than, let's say, everybody else, then you're losing productivity. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't measure it because they're not punching right, um, so that's the way, that's the way I've started looking at it is I'm going in and I'm looking at labor sales and I have an expectation. If they're a hundred percent, I have an expected labor sale amount, right? right. Effective labor rate right. times hundred percent of hours right. should give me, let's say 20 grand. If there's 17, 15,000, where's my five grand, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where I'm starting to find hidden sources of productivity. And, and that's one of the reasons, you know, that's one of the reasons we uncovered it for that client is that we started looking at sale and it wasn't matching up with the amount of time that they were here. And so anyway, anyway, so anybody out there listening, that's the, if you're concerned about that and you're wondering if your dispatch system's working, right? Or you're giving yourself a high five, but you're still not, you know, you're still not grossing where you want to be, stop and take a look at labor sale by technician and then measure that against the given 40 hour week and see, you know, see what it looks like. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we've examined uh, throughout the country, and I don't care if you're in Maine, you're in Florida, you're in California, you're in Iowa, Texas, I don't care where you are. There is an overall theme of gross profit per technician that we've been seeing, right? Mm-hmm. And and we have to be aware of that, right? Because sometimes these managers and whoever's listening to this, you just don't know what you don't know because you have no perspective you have no reference to it right mm-hmm. i mean and yeah you go to your 20 groups and everything is great but let me tell you something they're looking at a composite of information that doesn't really dissect thoroughly into what really is your productivity and and what your gross profit per technician is right and so what we looked is i mean what would you say g man i'm i'm thinking i'm thinking on a domestic or lower level you know i'm not lower level but you know what i mean like like import whatever yeah <clears throat> non-luxury. I'm going right. to say non-luxury. You're 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 really anywhere between ten to fifteen, right? Yeah. Would you say twelve to fifteen in gross profit per tech? Well, I think I think it's north of ten now. I think ten was the number a while back, but I think it's. I yeah, think it's twelve. It's, I say it's twelve tw- to fifteen. I think it's, I think it's twelve. It's, I think it's twelve. I mean, listen, if you're holding a good effective labor rate, which is one hundred and twenty dollars, right? Which is not even that good. I'm I'm going to be brutally honest. It's not good. But let's say you're holding one hundred and twenty, and um. By the way, if you're not even close to 120, way below that, call us, info at jdicoaching.com, info at jdicoaching.com. 
we can help you. Yeah. Right. Because we've taken every single one of our stores and they are making 30 to 40% more gross profit and net profit than ever before. Yeah. Right. And and the truth of the matter is, is the math is a math, the worth of the worth. Mm-hmm. Right. So G Men will tell you what you need to do and I'm going to put it into your people's heads so they believe that they can do it. Right. That's, That's what key. I do. That's yeah. all I do. And so. Did you? So, so knowing that, right, is you got to see this metric because, bro, how many times have we gone into a store and they're like, we're totally fine. These guys are kicking ass. They're at $7,500. Mm-hmm. And we're over here going, what? 70, look, here comes the Colombo effect with G, man. Oh, let me get this straight. Like, You're charging this per hour. They work how many, how many hours do you have them working? They're not working four hours a day, right? They're working eight hours a day? Right? Okay, seven hours with the... With, like, I just want to know. Just give me all the facts. And, you, and he's over there just scribbling it down. And he goes, uh, no, it should be 11, 5, 12. Mm-hmm. Like, what... What? And G-Man, you do an amazing job at it. I'm going to give you some mad props again with the Columbo thing. So I just want to understand, like, where did you get this figure? Like, where did, where was it okay? Because I want to understand what you understand. Like, 7,500 is a win. Where did you get that reference? Because I just want to know. Well, gee, man, you know, the General Motors handbook in, from 1965 told me that 7,500 <laughs> was the number. <laughs> yeah. I had that. I, You know, it's funny because, you know, it, I had that exact conversation with the manager. And uh, and he gave me a number. And I said, um, okay. And, he, and, and I said, well, that was the number, like, given out. Like, I think when I started, you know, 20 years ago. And I said, so... I think Abe Limping, what Lincoln is it? was president. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even have women could women couldn't vote back yeah. then. Um, and so I so he and he he's like, well, that's what they you know that's the current that's what they, and I so I the, this is the, this is where I try to screw people up all the time as I say, well, what's it going to be next year? Mm. Is it ten grand next year? What's it going to be <laughs> in five years? Is it ten grand in five years? Yeah, because it can't stay the same. No, nothing ever stays the same. No, so it's like you got to think about that. Like I taught, I we were talking about alignments, and I asked him what what is an alignment? You know, what's an what should a customer pay for an alignment? Eighty nine bucks. And I said, okay, well, eighty nine bucks. What was it in your store two or three years ago? How long has it been? Oh, it's been eighty nine for five years. And I go, well, what's it going to be five years from now? Is it still 89, 10 bro, years from now? Bro, why are you trying to... We're not giving out the client's name. Come on. No. Don't don't be... We'll never give it... Okay. <laughs> it's been that way for 20 years. 2,000. Yeah. 2,000. So at what point... <laughs> At what point does inflation or the consumer price index apply to us? <laughs> like, come on. It applies to everybody else. Even 7-Eleven gets to up their prices. Like, even a Slurpee's not the same price it was 10 years ago. <laughs> Can I be honest with you, bro? Can I be honest with you? And I hope I hope technicians are listening to this. Yeah. I just got to say this one thing. Sorry. No, say it. It's fine. I'm, I'm going to give. I was going to go on a candy bar rant, but go ahead. I'm going to give. <laughs> Please, if you know a technician, if anybody's listening to this and knows a technician, okay, do you know when you can get paid more? I'm going to tell you. Just ask what their effective labor rate is. If you want to get paid more, just ask them what your effective labor rate is. And I'm going to tell you right now is that we always tell, it it varies from 75% to 80%, right? So let's do the math, 75%. If they have a $160 effective labor rate, they're paying $40 a tech. They should be paying $40 mm-hmm. a tech. Yep. Now, if you're a dealer right now and you don't want to ever do, sorry, I'm going to give it, I'll give you the reason. 
Don't be greedy. 75 to 80% it should be your max. That means that you could afford paying a technician $40 an hour if your if you're effective labor rate is 160. And the reason why your effective labor is not 160 is because it's your fault. Because yeah. you don't believe it. Because your sales, your service people don't believe it. You don't believe it, and that's it. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a general manager or an owner and you can sleep at night knowing that you're popping every single per copy at five to six to seven to ten thousand dollars a copy right now, which is normal, right? It's what it is. Market adjustment, whatever the hell it is. And your technicians and your effective labor rate don't justify the same price structure that you have up front, you're going to lose every single time. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Yeah. Right? What is the worth? And right now, more than ever before, the consumer is telling us, I just want to deal with the best. Mm -hmm. That's all. I just want to deal with the best. Mm -hmm. Are you the best? Can you fix it right? Well, yeah, I'll make sure it's fixed right because they're paying me right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something that we, you know, we're battling every single day. And you're right. It's, it's not, it is funny how they they can get gross per copies going up like crazy right now, but labor rates are not. You know yeah. why not? Technicians are super hard to find and they're super rare. Why wouldn't it go up? And so I I just think to go back to the beginning of what we were talking about, which is 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 dispatch and production. It's it it really is a state of examining what it is that you're doing and making sure that you're getting the most out of it, mm-hmm. and whether that be whatever hour you're charging or how you're distributing those hours. You know, you really, you can't really take anything for, you shouldn't really rest on your laurels and take anything for granted. You know, you should be on top of your game. You should be looking for new strategies. You should assume, automatically assume that at some point or another, whatever system you're using is going to, to fail or stop working. It has to, right? Nothing's going to last forever. Nothing ever does. So if you outlive it, great. But if you've already got plan B, C, D, made up in your head, then once it comes, you're ready, right? If it never comes, then great. Then, you know, you've done all that work. You can hand it off to the next guy who's ultimately going to have to use it. But don't get locked into one way of thinking simply because somebody told you that's the right way. Maybe that's the way you've always been doing it. But but once that ship starts to turn on you, you got to recognize that and you need to look for for different ways of doing it. If you need help with that, you could always reach out to us. You know, we can... We'll give you some free advice and tell you what we've done with some other clients, much like we talked about on this on the program. But we're happy to help. But at the end of the day, look for somebody, somebody you know to give you something new, right? We, we Not always, the same old shit. We always offer this junk sometimes <clears throat> for free. Like we tell people, we invite, mm-hmm. like reach out to me for free. Mm-hmm. Is it true that if we said we'll charge you a dollar, do you think that we would get more responses if they we said we're going to charge you something? Mm-hmm. Do you think so? Because people love free. They always say they love free, but nobody we'll really goes fi- after free. Five dollars, and we'll we'll redesign your dispatch for you for five dollars. Okay, we're definitely not going to do that. <laughs> well, let's think about it. We'll do a virtual. Send us your production numbers. Send us your technician list and your stall layout. Take some pictures, and we'll mock something up and send it back to you. I don't know if it'll work or not because I'm not in your store, but I can give oh. you some. I could give you a bunch of free tips. How's that? Info for five dollars. <laughs> info at jdicoaching.com. Info at jdicoaching.com. Um, I feel more comfortable giving that information out. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about our contact information now that we have somebody helping us up with all that. Yeah, no, it's I nice. mean, it's been a long time it's coming, nice. bro. Yeah. We say, hey, look, hey, if you're going to see us on Spotify. We might be on CNBC. I don't know. We have somebody doing it all for us now. <laughs> yeah, you'll know. Yeah, things are getting a lot easier now. Yeah. Podcasts are coming out on a regular <laughs> yeah. basis. Like, it's like, 
it's all starting to come together. So you'll, you're going to start to see some improvements on our side for sure. We're, we're taking, you know, we got to take our own advice. We, we've been listening to some coaches too, helping us through mm-hmm. this thing. So for sure. All right, guys. So that's, that's it on, I think the dispatch topic, the, the, the idea that you need to go in with is, um, just because it's something that you did before and it worked doesn't necessarily mean sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards. Um, but you have to kind of examine the situation on its own. Everything's individual and independent and you really need to take a look at where your strengths and weaknesses are and then define a system based on that. And sometimes it's a short term step back. We've done, we're doing that right now with a client where we're going backwards. And then the idea is to, to design something new while we're controlling the production flow and then launch that, which is actually coming out in, a, in about a few weeks or so with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, you just get, you know, it's, it's, it's a dance. It's, it's definitely a dance and I don't think it's a one size fits all thing. So anyways, I wish everybody luck out there. If you need help, you know where to get to us. And uh, thanks for being a listener of the hard shop life. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. We're doing now trying to get a new episode out once a week. And, um, in addition to that, now in between, we're going to start launching our book review, um, where we talk about what we're reading and what we've got our clients reading and uh, some good material for anybody to check out if you're looking for something to read and uh, maybe just an idea on what's good so you're not you know you're not picking up books that that's a waste of your time so we're going to go through and do a bunch of book reviews start to see those coming out in between the regular episodes i want to say a big fat shout out to our new media market manager you the you the you are Making us do our homework. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for Hard Shop Life. 